It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to bring you a big Thursday episode of Top Shelf Radio in a bottom-feeding political world. It is a mess out there right now. Okay, we've got this horrific situation unfolding in Gaza. Uh, We've got the president leaving the border wide open as we speak. Uh, 1.7 million people coming into the country under Joe Biden. You have no idea how to defend a nation. No, he does not. But as the world is on fire, we will be roasting some radio marshmallows today at 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of the show, it's also the phone number if you don't want to be a part of the show and you just want to call up and give me a hard time. You know, we've got plenty of those people. People in the audience. You're just another dirtbag. But the point is, toll free, 888-788-9910. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. You could identify as a golden retriever. <coughs> All we ask is that you don't be a <coughs> There it is. Happy Thursday. Fired up. This is, as you should know, uh, my last day of broadcasting this week. Well, you need to know this. Tomorrow, 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 I film my one-hour stand-up comedy special. Biggest day of my career is tomorrow uh, at the Paramount on Huntington. A lot of Fox dignitaries will be there. I'll be on stage uh, banging it out. Uh, The special will ultimately air on Fox Nation after we shoot it. You'll all have a chance to watch if you cannot attend. And while I will be off the air tomorrow, Jason Chaffetz will be filling in as a guest host while I'm getting hair and makeup and they're putting spanks on me and yelling at me to make sure I suck it in on camera. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Oh, dude, it's a 17-camera shoot. They are beating me down for this one <laughs> like listen listen you little land whale <laughs> you might be funny but don't you have any respect for yourself suck it in fat boy so i'll be out on long island uh pulling my life together at the huntington uh the paramount in huntington tomorrow night but prior to taking the stage tomorrow night i am going to be making a cameo on this show to host the final half hour of the day with lincoln So there you go. Every Friday, we have a routine in my house, okay, every Friday. Lincoln, for as long as he's been old enough to eat an egg sandwich, for real, maybe a year, two years old, okay, every Friday, this dates back to me being a cab driver. Every Friday, I would drive him to Fred's Deli. That's the deli I you know, grew up going to in Levittown. Uh, some of the best guys out there, you know, Bob and the gang. and Everybody's great. Ron is great. and Katie, everybody's great there. Love, 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 love Fred's Deli. Okay. Uh, and we've been going there for as long as we live on Fridays. I get Lincoln his egg sandwich, and it used to be like his chocolate milk and his cookies. And he was eating a lot of food when he was like seven or eight. He was on the Jimmy Fallon diet. He was eating like me. You're killing yourself the way you eat, y'all fat f- Look at you. Of course, Lincoln's now in phenomenal shape. I look like a slob. But even when Lincoln started kindergarten, 
uh, we would drive back to Fred's Deli, which is in my hometown of Levittown, which is, you know, a few miles away from where we live now. And uh, we go to Fred's every single Friday. Uh, It's one of the traditions. The other tradition is that during football season, he comes on this show and closes the week with a preview of the Clark Rams football game, gives me a quick take on politics or whatever's going on in pop culture. And we're big on not breaking the routine. So in between promos and things I've got to be filming and people I've got to be interviewing tomorrow, uh, I am going to race back to a studio, meet the link man, and give you a half hour of the best we can do. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? There it is. Crowd's fired up. Uh, I will tell you who is not fired up. Uh, It's your 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, who is looking out at this administration and their tolerant and inclusive border policies and looking out at the Middle East and seeing all the billions of dollars we sent to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. And uh, he has taken the time to weigh in with my man Brian Kilmeade. Kilmeade, of course, precedes me on the radio. He hosts Fox and Friends. He did a full interview with Trump about the situation in Iran that you can hear at the com. BrianKilmeadeShow.com is the full interview, and I owe Kilmeade all the promo in the world because he's had me on his radio show every week to promote my stand-up special. Uh, he's coming to the show tonight, uh, uh, tomorrow night. He wanted free tickets. I was like, no way. Are you kidding me? That's just how white folks will do you. I'm kidding. He got his tickets. Kilmeade will be there uh, with me, but he was with Trump yesterday. And I got to be honest with you, okay? You know, Trump, the one thing about him that people love is the one thing about him a lot of people hate. He has no filter, okay? He's going to tell you how he feels because he is not a traditional politician that takes the time to carefully curate every word that comes out of his mouth. Like when Trump speaks to Brian, there was not a focus group and 32 political consultants crafting his responses. There was Trump and only Trump. Okay, Biden being a traditional politician is not only getting out there okay, with everything written for him ahead of time, but he's usually holding a notepad in actual interviews with a predetermined list of reporters to call on, and he knows the questions ahead of time, okay? Biden a little bit more of a mess, a little more advanced, not in age is not so much the issue so much as it is condition. There are 95-year-old people listening to the show that are infinitely sharper than an 80-year-old Joe Biden. That's just reality. It's about age, it's about condition, okay? But Trump, when he gets out to speak does not have a filter. And it bothers people who are used to traditional politicians because some of it's offensive, some of it's crass, some of it's pugnacious. But he's just telling you his truth. He's telling you how he feels. Okay? It's also something his supporters love. They love the fact that he's not going through a focus group and talking to you like you're a child and giving you some carefully curated statement that won't offend your sensibilities. True leadership, you guys, is not about... Reading the room. True leadership is about leading the room. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, Trump doesn't read the room. He leads the room. Okay, whether you like it or you don't like it, it's refreshing to hear in a time when so much of our politics, you know, is so heavily manufactured and processed and combed over. Okay, don't get me wrong. There are people speaking from the heart in the Democratic Party. 
but they're all a bunch of anti-Semites. I mean, sadly, it's crazy. You know, the party that likes to tell you everyone who disagrees with them is a Nazi is cheering on Hamas as they literally try to exterminate the Jewish people from our planet. Here was Trump talking about it. He gave Kill Me to Take on Rashida Tlaib. It's clip seven. Rashida Tlaib came out, big Palestinian flag, would not comment when asked, is it okay to cut off the heads of children? They found reportedly 40 children with their head cut off. Uh, is it yeah. possible in your mind to picture the type of humanity that would say that's okay? I think she's terrible. I think she's a horrible representative of our country. And frankly, should be she should be impeached for that. That's what she should be. She should be impeached for that. That's uh, yeah. barbaric. Uh, they, you look at what they've done to little children, babies, babies, where they cut off the heads. It's not even believable that we're having this conversation, but nobody's seen anything like this. I mean, he's not wrong. And you've got a, a congresswoman flying the Palestinian flag outside of her office. That's Rashida Tlaib. What an idiot. Okay. So you understand when Trump says, you know, she should be impeached, she's thrown out. I don't know that she's going to be impeached. But the fact that he's willing to speak directly to what garbage this is, is refreshing. Okay, because there is not a person, okay, in the Democratic Party that's outright condemning them. Okay, Biden has spoke multiple times and he's, you know, expressing his support as he does for the Israeli people, as he should. But is he actually saying, hey, Tlaib, shut up? The answer would be no. No. Okay, even Dan Goldman from was on with special report last night with Brett uh, Baer. And, uh, you know, he danced around it, didn't want to condemn her, said she just, you know, she just had a different experience than we did growing up. Okay, she has a particular view. She doesn't represent the whole party. Okay, but if the party tolerates one of them, you tolerate all of them. That's how this works. Okay, a zero tolerance policy for terrorism and the beheading of babies. You know, it, the policy should not be. Well, it's only a few people that support it. I mean, let's be honest, not all of us, just some of us. Okay, there's no there's no world where those type of viewpoints should be accepted anywhere in polite society. But sadly, that's reality right now. If you look around the country, you do have these maniacs. Okay, at colleges, University of Wisconsin had a proud moment yesterday where they were cheering for, you know, death to Israel, uh, glory to the murders. Listen to this back and forth. This is the University of Wisconsin, the Badgers. Proud moment for your school. Here it is, clip 24. Glory to the murders! Glory to the murders! Do you know what you say when we say, we will liberate the land! There you go. We will liberate the land by any means necessary. We will liberate the land! I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. It's University of Wisconsin yesterday. Glory to the murders. And the people chant back, glory to the resistance. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. No, it's actual human waste, trash, scum, filth. That's what that is. Okay? This is not a territorial land dispute. They are chanting, we will eliminate this race entirely. It's not about where Israel lives. It's the fact that Jewish people exist to begin with. Correct the mundo. That's their issue, okay? In a war, okay? You bomb the military, they shoot at your military, you fight for control of terrain, and you move on. There's a winner and a loser in the end. We all lose because of the human suffering that ensues. 
This is not a war. They attacked the civilians, not the military. They attacked the civilians. They paraglided into a rave and killed people. And then you know what they did? They took their cell phones, filmed themselves killing people, and then sent the videos to their families. Okay, that's what they're cheering on. Glory to the murders. 40 beheaded babies, that's what they're cheering on. Okay, these people are animals. Animals. Okay, and the truth is, okay, if you're going to stop this type of violent anti-Semitism, you know, it really does take, it does take a coordinated combined effort. Okay, it really does take people willing to put this sort of thing to bed. Okay, there's no place for it. If you're running a college and someone signed a petition saying, glory to the murders, we stand with Palestine, this is entirely Israel's fault, those people should be thrown off your campus. Bingo. Those people. Okay, the CEOs that are calling out for a list of the names who signed these petitions, amen. Okay, what you're seeing there is a bookend to the summer of 2020, okay, where every single corporation shamefully played along with the Black Lives Matter, you know, narrative that we needed to defund the police, dismantle the nuclear family, tear down the system as we know it. And why did every corporation do that? Because they wanted to be on the right side of the mob. They didn't want to be called racist. They didn't want to get a brick through the window. They wanted people to feel good about spending money in their stores. So they spinelessly just endorsed whatever BLM was doing. What, is there a police station on fire? Just do it, says Nike. Okay, listen, the last thing they need to do is have people get mad at them for using slave labor on the other side of the world. Easier to just side with the people that are burning down black-owned businesses in the name of tolerance and progress. That's what was going on. Remember when Kamala Harris tweeted a link to bail out violent protesters in Minneapolis? Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! But now they're being forced on some level to course correct, okay, these corporations because they realize they've empowered a mob that's a bunch of anti-Semitic lunatics. Okay, these are not tolerant people. Tolerance means the willingness to coexist with views other than your own. If you show up on a college campus right now and say biological men shouldn't be swimming, swimming against biological women, are they going to tolerate your views? The answer would be no. If you say, oh, no, you got to support the police. They're doing the most important job in society. Are they going to? The answer would be no. If you say on a college campus, stop killing, raping and murdering Jewish people and their babies. Is the University of Wisconsin going to tolerate your? The answer would be no. No, that's where we find ourselves on a day like today. So if Trump wants to get out there, get rid of the filter and just throw the fastball. Okay, I know it's a lot for some people to hear, but I think it's also a day to gain perspective. We got mad at a guy who tweeted crazy things, funny things, wild things. Okay, and all the people who chased him out of town and banned them from Twitter, how about that one, are now out there supporting the rapists and the murderers. That's where we find ourselves. Happy Thursday, everybody. What the hell is the world coming to? This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Going to dive right into the phone calls here. Marshall in American Falls, Idaho. Yo, Marshall. Hey, Jimmy. You know, I understand the Constitution. Everybody has the right to voice their the way they feel. But it's a sad day when people are chanting death to the Jews, gas them, death to babies, whatever type deal. Mm -hmm. And our government is not doing anything. Yep. What needs to be done is this. The government needs to sit at the adult table and the adults only sit at this table and say, this is what we're going to do. Get on the back channels, tell Israel, we're releasing the hounds. I don't care how you do it. I want it done. Mm -hmm. And then if there's evidence against Iran, you say, okay, there's evidence against Iran, release the hounds and say, get it done. I don't care how you do it. And then since we have the military over there, we tell our boys, strap up. We're going. And we're going to help our allies out because this is not a border dispute. Yeah. This is trying to eradicate a, a group of people that have had a history of people trying to eradicate yep. them. Oh, yeah. So we, it's not territorial. They want them all dead. <laughs> territorial is like, you know, a real estate deal. <laughs> this is not this is not that. And listen, I appreciate you getting it. I think I lost your your signal there. But uh, no, Marshall basically has had enough. And a lot of people have had enough. Okay? Israel is not the aggressor here. Israel was having a rave heading into their Sabbath. 250 people were at a rave dancing the night away when a bunch of paragliders landed and killed them. And now we have people in our country chanting glory to Hamas. We have college students. I got to tell you, like, I'm very thankful for the CEOs that are pushing back guy like Bill Ackman, okay, they sent a docs truck up to Harvard. There is a truck on campus at Harvard right now showing the names and pictures of students who signed the petitions pledging their support to Hamas. <laughs> oh, I think it's amazing. I think it's hilarious. Okay, it's amazing. Okay, if you're going to understand the college, this is a, a college, an Ivy League college that polices things like Halloween costumes. Hey, if you wear an insensitive Halloween costume, you're going to get banned from our campus. You're thrown out of here, never to be seen again. But if you're going to behead a couple of babies, we got your back. I mean, do you get the insanity of what you're dealing with here? The have it both waysisms of these people? These are stupid people. They want control. They want power. And you cannot give it to them. Not at any point, any time, ever. I think he's got a point. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You have to be very hard in Iran. I don't want to tell you what I'm doing, what I would do with Iran, but it's very simple what I do. But you get this is all about Iran. Iran is leading this. Iran is wealthy. They just got six billion dollars from an incompetent president. Iran is very, very wealthy right now. 
And on top of the tremendous amount of money they've made in a short period of time, three years, remember, under the Trump administration, they couldn't have prosecuted this war because they didn't have the money. We would have made a deal. We would have made a deal with them, and they would have been just fine. They would have been, everybody would have been happy. So that's Trump saying, well, listen, Iran couldn't be financing any of this stuff if they didn't have all this money. Biden sucks. Okay, he's not wrong. Okay, there are reports out there in the Washington Post that they're on the verge of freezing some of this aid to Iran, which raises the question of why they sent it in the first place. Okay, we have listened, chapter and verse, to the Biden administration. Here is Anthony Blinken. He's your Secretary of State. Okay, and he has flat out said that Iran always spends whatever money you give him on terrorism. Clip 12. What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, ha, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like, uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. And it's always prioritized that. And again... I come back to the proposition that from these funds have always been under the law, available to Iran to use for humanitarian purposes. Are you stupid or something? I mean, really think about that. He's flat out saying, well, whatever you give Iran, they've always prioritized terrorism. They support groups like Hamas. When we put on sanctions, they give the money to Hamas. When there haven't been sanctions, they give the money to Hamas. So if that's the case, why the f*** did you give them $6 billion? Okay, think about that. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. Weapons grade stupid. 888-788-9910. Back to the phones. Gary is in Addison County, Vermont. Gary. Jimmy, you know, it's going to be very disheartening for the Israelis to know that the Biden administration and the people running this country, their number one ally in the world, thinks that the greatest threat to Israelis' existence is climate change and not this pesky <laughs> secondary annoyance like Hamas. They oh. think climate change is the cause of all turmoil in the Middle East. They've stated it. Yep. Now, listen, I'm laughing. Uh, you obviously saw that clip. I played it earlier in the week on the show as well. It's like, how can anyone take us seriously when you got a president who says climate change is a bigger threat than nuclear war? I mean, come on, man. And Listen, I, I've I've never felt qualified to run this country before, but I look at it right now and I'm like, I could anyone could do better than this. Like, I, you know, people say we need Trump. I would take Barron Trump. Would you not? Yeah. And, you know, it's not just Biden administration. It's a lot of other people across the country. I mean, my state is run by people that think this way. It's so n- it's, it's not just Biden administration. Do you have uh, I hope you don't. But have you come across the people supporting Palestine and Hamas by you? Because we got plenty of them by uh, me. Yeah. No, I have not. Um, thankfully. thankfully, they haven't been covering them in the news. So I don't have to be annoyed beyond belief. And uh, <laughs> for the most part here, I hide in the closet. That way I don't have to, you know, endure these people. <laughs> it might be a good might be a good strategy. Uh, Gary, you get it, man. Uh, it's there's never been a dumber time to be alive than the one we're living in right now. And I don't think the rest of the world is as dumb as we are. You know what I mean? Like the rest of the world looks around at us giving six billion dollars to the people who want to blow us up and they think we're stupid. There's no like way to finesse that and and go, no, no, you don't understand. We're really smart. We're not smart. Okay, these are these are stupid people. So I'm glad you get it, Gary. Keep playing good ball up there. Okay. 
All right. My man. Take care. There he goes. The great Gary in Addison County, Vermont. We love the VMT listeners. Uh, Adrian in Sykes Stone, Montana. Yo, Adrian. Oh, Missouri. Yo, Adrian. How you doing, Jimmy? Great My- show. Hey, uh, I'll get right to it. Can mm-hmm. you hear me? Yep, I got you, man. Let's get him. Okay. Hey, look, I'll get right to it. Uh, everything you have set up to now is correcto. Okay. Ooh. Um, my question to you is very simple, but it might be hard to answer. Mm-hmm. Why does, if the United States is behind Israel 100%, why won't, you, why, why won't we just go in, help Israel, and wipe these people out, call Iran, and tell them to let go of everybody that caught Israel and Americans? And if you don't do it, we wipe you out. And before we wipe them out, you cut the oil. They don't listen, then you wipe them out. Well, this, so my my answer, my question is, as you can hear my voice, mm-hmm. we're we're fed up. Yeah, we're fed up. I get it. We're completely fed up. Mm-hmm. I live with my wife and daughter live in the border, and the border's a mess in Texas. Is it ever? So my question to you is, answer me: Why doesn't America don't do that? Well, listen. They're going to give Israel every resource they need. The truth is, if Israel wants to go in and wipe out Hamas, they don't even need us. Like Israel can do that on their own, and it seems to be the direction this is headed in. Okay, the challenge we have as America is putting our own boots on the ground could lead us into a larger confrontation in the region. And we have to be careful and strategic about where we deploy our troops. But the reality is, I I would like to believe, we're doing everything we can behind the scenes to make sure Israel gets to do exactly that. Okay, I, I think when you start to see Hamas broadcasting hostage executions, they have lost the sympathy of the international community. Okay, you might hear some bad things on college campuses in this country, but decent people know this is unacceptable. And they know Israel can't coexist with people who want to wipe them off the map. So the good news, Adrian, is you're probably going to see a full-scale assault against Hamas. I don't know that it'll involve our troops, uh, but it'll very much involve our resources. Sadly, we'll be sending weapons to Israel so they can shoot them at Hamas terrorists who are also using our weapons because they got them from Afghanistan when Biden left. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that, that's it. that's more than insane. There's too much to talk about this moron we have in office. We, I don't know what... The, Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm more than sure if Trump was in office or somebody that had some balls was in office, this would have not happened. Yeah, no. It's just no, that simple. That's no. why it comes with strength. Your, your, your speech has got to be with authority. Biden yes. talks, he needs to sleep. Um, I, listen, I agree. That, Adrian, listen, I, I wish you were president right now. I think you could do the gig. Of course I can. That a boy? Wipe them out. Wipe them out. Wipe them out. A- listen, Adrian 2024, I just endorsed you on the air. All the le- Go build a website. The donation money's coming. I'll see you soon, brother. We love you. We stand with Israel. You bet. You're damn right we do. Love you, Adrian. Good luck with your campaign. Adrian, that's it. Adrian just threw his hat in the ring. I think that Adrian just announced on the show. He said he could do the job better. He def- At the very least, he said he could do it. It sounded like a guy who might be a late entrant into the race. Not impressed with the other candidates and their ability to close the gap against Trump. I think Adrian is now challenging Trump head on, I think is what it just... Go home to mommy. Oh, no. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Adrian, Trump doesn't like you getting in the race. We'll see. Okay, one way. Maybe I'll give you a cabinet position. Denise is online. She's listening. She's in uh, Mount Dora, Florida. Yo, Denise. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing, bro? I'm great, girlfriend. I'm heading your way. Are you anywhere near either of my stand-up gigs? I'm going to be in Naples, and I'm going to be in West Palm. Oh, 
man, I'd have to go down south. But, you know, they got this new train, this bullet train that goes oh. down there. I should give it a try. Denise, you better be there, all right? Uh, you better, or you're dead to me. I put up enough with your nonsense. You can come watch a comedy show. What do you know? What's, I need something you, you, funny, and you are it. Thank oh, you so much. I'm a rush baby, and if it weren't for you, I don't know what I would be doing. I'd be dying here. Oh, shucks, girlfriend. Well, thank you for that. I'm a, I'm a, I was, I guess, not a rush baby, a rush teenager, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I picked it up a little later in life, but it's high praise, so thank you. You're very welcome. Hey, um, I was listening to Brian Kilmeade this morning, like I usually do while I'm getting my stuff done, mm-hmm. and so I heard a lot of that interview of him with um, President Trump, and I have no problem with strength and decisiveness and no filter and all that stuff. That stuff is great. Um, the president that we have now is uh, has no balls. It's just insane. Um, but I, I, I said, did anybody count how many times President Trump said they couldn't have mm-hmm. or they wouldn't have or mm-hmm. if I was president, yep, yep. I, president. And oh, my goodness, Brian Kilmeade tried multiple times to get him to answer the question, what would you do now? And I was sitting here going, what would you do now? It's driving <laughs> me crazy. <laughs> well, you got to understand about Trump, and this does drive some people crazy. He is in permanent campaign mode permanent campaign mode even after he wins the election he's in campaign mode i'm the best i'm the greatest i did this i did that that's how he rolls it's a, it is a new york thing okay every new yorker is like a rapper at heart they walk around bragging about how great everything they did is it's amazing but you're right to say tactically okay you know he said we shouldn't be giving them money so his claim of what he would do differently His answer was, well, I I can't give you an answer because it wouldn't have happened under me. And he's not technically wrong because they respected our strength on the world stage. Because the thing about Trump is, you know, every U.S. president gets us into a war somewhere. They do. They like fighting wars in Washington. It's big business. They make a lot of money. Okay, And it's not to say we don't have problems around the world. But Trump was the first president to get elected who acted like he wanted to get us into a war. Like people like this guy's crazy, okay? And that's actually how we maintained peace. And uh, I think the answer to what he would do if he was back in this position again was project the kind of strength that would hopefully um, scare off any of these potential invasions, I think is the answer. But you are technically right. If you want to discount points for not answering the question, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang out with Kilmeade tomorrow night, so uh, I will pass that note to Kilmeade, and I, he very well may pass it to Trump. Are you prepared to get a 2 a.m. Uh, Truth Social post bashing Denise in Mount Dora, Florida? I'm ready. I got my thumbs ready. It's going to be uh, highly overrated, Denise. <laughs> deep, deep state globalist rhino Denise doesn't like Trump. Fake news, Denise. You're in trouble, yeah. girlfriend. I'm, yeah, I know. I, I, I'm hanging in there, though. All right. <laughs> I love you, but I'm just telling you, if I give kill me this note, you're going to catch some heat tomorrow on Shirt Social. So be careful, Denise. Okay. We love you. I'll, be I'll well. Be there. See you, girlfriend. Okay. There she goes. The great Denise. Uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. Yeah, Trump is not having Denise down to Mar-a-Lago. She just lost the membership. I'm kidding. But we're being, you know, we're being silly. Okay, what Trump did speak about uh, is Israel not being prepared. And it's a difficult conversation to have right now. But there was a massive failure in intelligence for this to happen. The senior leaders of Hamas are now telling us that they prepared this for two years. Okay, and they had, from what these reports indicate, Some support from Russia because Russia wanted us getting engaged in this conflict, spreading ourselves even thinner, 
Okay, and to be clear, if that was part of the motivation here for Putin, okay, strategically, although I think this is barbaric and I condemn it and it is terrible, strategically, okay, he looked at this situation as a way to divert some of the resources going into Ukraine. And make no mistake about it, the American people were already sick of sending money to Ukraine because we can't get an audit of where the money's going. Okay, Zelensky fired his war ministry because of corruption. And what is Zelensky doing now? He's offering to fly to Israel to meet with Netanyahu as a show of solidarity, which is a end around way of saying, hey, I want to stay in the good graces of the donor class in America. Okay, and Putin strategically very well may see Israel as the thing that gets us to cut off our supplies to Iran, to Ukraine once and for all, or at least slow them down drastically, which would be a big win for Putin. But this is the problem here in America with being the world's ATM. Okay, there is a limit to where we can go, to the amount of money we can withdraw. That's why it's so important to have someone in office that does command respect on the world stage. Do you understand if Afghanistan happens? Okay, we're withdrawing from Afghanistan. That was the deal. Okay, and Trump negotiated the plan to withdraw from Afghanistan. He did. He negotiated like, hey, we're going to leave. Okay, but it was Biden that set an arbitrary date and then took the troops out ahead of the civilians. Use your common sense. But understand this, okay? Biden made that disastrous calculation, and then instead of course correcting and saying, hey, this is a mess, the generals gave me bad advice, they've been fired, and oh, by the way, we're going to wipe out the Taliban, we're going to get our $85 billion worth of weapons home, we're going to get every American out of there. If we would have had a forceful response to that miscalculation, we very much may have won the respect of the Putins who are thinking about invading Ukraine, of the Xi Jinping's who are now encircling Taiwan, of the Iranian leaders who were planning an attack against Israel. But instead of getting respect from Iran, they got $6 billion from us. Biden is such a disaster. But do you think they fear a people who keep on sending them money? The answer would be no. So I like when Biden gets out there and says to Iran, don't do it. You better be careful. OK, but their response is like, what are you going to do? Cut our allowance? You've already made us rich. Here's the thing, guys. We don't have financial leverage on Iran right now unless we change our dress, our energy policy immediately, immediately. OK, Iran is getting rich off of oil in a way that they weren't under Trump because we were a net exporter of oil. We were flooding the market with our own oil with countries would prefer to have. But when we said we're shutting off the spigots, that created a major market for Iran. They went from four billion dollars in reserves to 70 billion dollars in reserves. They got more money than God because Biden became president. Ergo, they can finance proxy attacks like the ones we're witnessing now. And that's the biggest problem we have right now. Okay, the people who are in that White House have no idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up on a Thursday. 
We are doing the dang thing at 888-788-9910. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is going to be here in the next hour. We're also going to talk to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen about reports that the U.S. is reportedly going to stop Iran from accessing the $6 billion fund uh, that they very well are using to fund this war. Okay, people keep telling us, well, they didn't use this money. No, no, I, you're probably right. Okay, they used other money that they were able to use because they had this money. Okay, if you get an extra $6 billion in the bank, it's a lot easier to spend the cash you already had on you. So, yeah, you can tell me this is still in the bank, every penny of it. But that doesn't change the fact that sending it to them is what enabled them to spend everything else that they happened to have. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Kevin's down in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Kevin. Hey, Jimmy. Good afternoon to you. Hey, um, I was calling in about the uh, University of Wisconsin clip Ugh. that you played, Glory nice. to Murder. But if I could go off on a tangent for a second, I would like to respond on behalf of President Trump to the issue raised by your last caller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump, you know, in football, the quarterback that stares at the receiver he's going to throw to gets mm-hmm. intercepted every time. Yep. You've got you to gotta have a little misdirection. Trump doesn't like to broadcast what he's going to do. He's thinking ahead to the future. But number two, I know what he would do. We know what he would do. He would do what he did to Soleimani when he found out he was going to attack our troops. The Iranians said, you can't, you can't kill our most you know, popular general. Trump's like, oh, yeah, I just did. He, so Trump, Trump's going to uh, drop a Moab bomb on whoever planned this. It's pretty, you know, his history, he's they, already been there. They respect done. strength. That's what they respect. Like, you're spot on, Kevin. You're not wrong about the need to project strength in this moment. It was expert analysis. I'm losing you to a commercial break, but I want you to be commended before you go. So good job, Kevin. But he's right. These people are animals. They respect strength. If there's a rabid dog trying to kill you, you don't talk to it nicely. You shoot the dog. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. Here we go. Back in action. Big hour coming up on Fox Across America. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is stopping by. We're going to have a grown-up talk about everything. They're trying to find a House Speaker right now in Congress. Uh, we've certainly got a war raging on. We've got a Biden border that is wide open. I, that one drives me crazy, but I'm going to try to keep calm in this hour with your help. We will take your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons. 888-788-9910. Always the phone number. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Don't be a... That is always the rule. You're all welcome. You don't have to agree with me. You just need to have a little bit of perspective. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. That is all. Uh, I am shooting my stand-up comedy special tomorrow night, my one-hour special. It'll come out on Fox Nation, and uh, it's a big night. I'm fired up for it. Uh, and I'm, I, you know, one of my favorite things about doing stand-up is, you know, when a lot of people need to unplug. Stand-up is a great outlet. And, uh, you know, right now, you look around the world, everybody feels like they're on the verge of snapping. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! So the idea that you can get out there and kind of be a port in the storm is actually exciting to me. I like the assignment uh, when things are chaotic and you've got to kind of swoop in and save everyone's emotional day if, in fact, it's possible. Uh, But there's a lot of saving to be done in this hour because it's just a mess, man. Uh... Blackburn is going to weigh in on the Senate and what the Senate is trying to do. 
Uh, Secretary of State Blinken is over in Israel right now. What the Senate is trying to do is freeze the $6 billion in aid that we sent over to Iran. You know, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. Okay, we gave them six billion dollars. Okay, hey, people who chant death to America every day. What's your Venmo? We're going to send six billion. That is totally absurd. Okay, but that's what we did. And now the talk is, uh, according to an article we were reading earlier uh, in The Washington Post, Deputy Treasury Secretary Wally Adeyemo told House Democrats Thursday, that the U.S. and Qatar struck an agreement to effectively freeze the $6 billion humanitarian fund Iran received in a recent hostage exchange with the Biden administration. Post citing two sources with knowledge of Adiemo's comments and added, President Biden has faced mounting bipartisan pressure on Capitol Hill to prevent the funds from being used by Iran amid scrutiny of Tehran's links to Hamas. But here's the thing about this stuff that drives me crazy, okay, and this matters. Okay, yes, Iran is facing immense scrutiny, Okay, for its ties to Hamas. But here's a newsflash. Its ties to Hamas did not emerge this week when Hamas attacked Israel. Its ties to Hamas have been a thing for as long as they've both existed. Correct, mundo. So this idea that we sent him $6 billion to begin with is absurd. Okay, absurd. It is weapons-grade stupid. And that's the thing as someone who just sits here on the radio and tries to generate buy-in. Like my job on the radio, the way I see it, is to get people on both sides of the aisle to just kind of invest in America. Meaning, hey, you might hate the Republicans. Oh, well, what am I going to do? You might hate the Democrats. What am I going to do? It's not my job. Okay? My job is just to remind all of you that as the country goes, we go. Okay? If the president sucks, we all get screwed. Okay? What we got sucked into doing was rooting for parties harder than our country. And the Democrats saw politics as a team sport. We just got to beat them Republicans. And the Republicans, we just got to beat them Democrats. And I get why you both feel that way. We are ideologically divided in a lot of ways. But the end result of one guy having to beat the other guy, and if that becomes the only acceptable goal, is you wind up not caring who you send to Washington as long as they're on your side. But the end result of just having a bunch of people in Washington who happen to be able to win elections but didn't know what they were doing is what we have right now which is a country that is really went from the shining city on the hill, that was America, to we're like a a fixer-upper right now. You could buy this place cheap right now and swing it around. And uh, that's not how this is supposed to be, but that's what's going on right now with their leadership. So 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in on the moment we happen to find ourselves in, okay? And that moment is one of chaos. Our energy policy is enriching Iran, Our border policy is making it easier for terrorists to sneak into the country. Okay, and to compound that, we're sending cash to the people who want to blow us up. There's never been a dumber time to be alive than right now. And compound that with the fact that we are living in some sort of like death of shame where people will say anything and they don't know shame. I want to play you some quick clips because I'm going to bring these up with Blackburn. Okay, clips that I got to be honest with you. I thought were unfathomable in this country. And I say that because we have gotten to a place in this country, despite everyone telling you we're a bunch of racist, we're systemically racist, that whole thing. You guys were systemically racist in this country. The left weaponizes race 
whenever they're losing an argument. True story. Okay, that's what it is. When you hear you're a racist, it's because someone's not winning in an idea battle. Okay, that's what they do. But all the people who invoke racism, okay, not all of them, but a good percentage of people at these you know, college campuses, these big, giant, woke, Ivy League schools. Everything woke turns to And they've done exactly that. These Ivy League schools have completely turned to to quote a wise man. Okay, but they are cheering on things signing their names to petitions that shock my conscience. Like, I did not believe, as a cab driver, I can tell you this, I drive 45 people a day, okay? I was naive about the amount of anti-Semitism in this country. Like, I thought it existed in the Middle East. I didn't know it was here. But here's a Jake Tapper clip, okay? And, you know, I don't get out there on a daily basis and Sing the praises of CNN. That's not my job, and it's not my belief that they're worthy of that praise. CNN is the worst. But that being said, okay, when you're sitting here calling balls and strikes and you agree with something one of them says, you know, I would be disingenuous if I didn't compliment the take. Here's Jake Tapper just calling out the obvious clip 19. This does, these last few days have been a real uh, eye-opening period for a lot of people, a lot of Democrats, a lot of progressives, in terms of anti-Semitism on the left. A lot of people who seem more shocked at dehumanizing language uh, used by world leaders to describe Hamas than what Hamas actually perpetrated on Saturday. Okay, and think about that. That is actually going on, and it's kind of psychotic. Okay, there is so much anti-Semitism on the left that when you look at what these colleges are doing, okay, and, you know, you've got every student organization at Harvard— Signing a petition saying this is entirely the fault of Israel. Okay, understand. Everybody who gives you the colonialism argument, everybody who gives you the territorial dispute argument, okay, is conveniently omitting the fact that one side wants to eliminate the existence of the other side. That is correct. It's not about moving Israel. It's about Israel not existing anymore. That's what they're in this for. And when you're lining up and being, well, colonialism, they're oppressed. And when someone's oppressed, you can justify anything that's done to the oppressor. No, you can't. Okay. Parachuting into a rave and killing civilians, kidnapping civilians, broadcasting their murders on their phones to their loved ones. Those are animals. Those are barbarians. Okay, those are not people fighting for justice and peace and tolerance and inclusion to escape from an open air prison as they keep trying to tell us on the left. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. Okay, but understand, okay, you're dealing with a people who I this shocks me. Okay, I played a clip earlier. I'll play it again. This is the University of Wisconsin chanting glory to the murders. Now understand, if you walk down to Wisconsin right now and you dressed up for Halloween as a race that wasn't your own, or you dressed up for Halloween, okay, in something, you know, that's cultural appropriation. Well, that's an offensive costume, okay? Think about it. I'm giving an example. Say you took it too far, too far, and you had a Halloween costume that was like, you know, I'm a, a migrant, being human trafficked into the country. Look at me. I've got this costume. I'm, you know, dressed like I'm smuggled in a truck. And you might go, yeah, that's a little crass. That's a little insensitive. But the point is the school 
would throw you off the campus. You'd be fired. You'd be called a racist. You'd be doxxed. They chase you out of polite society. You know, microaggressions. If you said to a girl, hey, I like that dress, they'd be like, that's a microaggression? You're saying that you value their physical contributions over their intellectual contributions? What kind of bigoted, hateful monster would ever say something like that? What the hell is the world coming to? But that's what we're dealing with on college campuses. A microaggression would get you thrown off the campus. But you can walk onto the campus at Wisconsin and chant glory to the murders. Okay, listen to this, clip 24. Glory to the murders! Glory to the murders! Do you know what you're saying when we say, we will liberate the land! There you go. We will liberate the land by any means necessary. We will liberate the land! Garbage like you just makes me sick. God, the worst thing that ever happened to this country is you couldn't beat your kids anymore. Like, see, I'm not even kidding. Like, I got beat growing up. I had some type of perspective, some type of respect for authority. I'm not advocating for violence against children. That's not what we're saying here. Those people are actually advocating for violence against children, saying we will liberate the land by any means necessary. Glory to the murders, glory to the resistance. That's what they're chanting. And why are they chanting that? Because they don't know any better. These are college kids that are stupid white kids who grew up spectacularly privileged and are so far out of touch with the consequences of the words of their actions because they've never been force-fed any type of accountability. Okay, any kid on that college campus chanting glory to the murders, if you dropped them into Palestine tomorrow, okay, they're getting killed in about 30 seconds. That's true. That is true. Hey, Hamas, you walk onto the bridge. Hey, Hamas, I'm a non-binary, cisgender, University of Wisconsin. Thrown off the bridge. Gone. Immediate. It's not even a discussion. Do you understand? These are people on campuses cheering on a regime that wouldn't tolerate their existence. Imagine that. Gays for Palestine. Dude, that is like chickens for Popeyes. You have every right to support Popeyes if you're a chicken. You're a member of the chicken community. But I promise Popeyes does not support you. Not even a little. Okay, that is what we're watching on college campuses. Let's give Willie Geis some credit. Okay, I don't go out of my way to play clips from Morning Joe, but I got to play one here. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Listen, if you really want to look forward to changing the radio station, I'm going to play you a Colbert clip later. (laughs) But this is actually a tolerable version of the Morning Joe show, where at the very least, Willie Geist is calling out the president of Harvard for not condemning these student groups quickly enough. Here it is, clip 26. A statement from the president finally a couple of days later, but not really a condemnation of, of the statement put out by those student groups. Uh, a Jewish student, uh, a doctoral student in Jewish history at Harvard, has an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, just one excerpt, quote, how can we share dormitories, classrooms, and ideas with students who would make excuses or even celebrate if we and our families were hacked to death by a Hamas terrorist tomorrow? So that gives you an idea of of the climate on campus. If you're a Jewish student, how you must be feeling uh, right now, a Jewish student at at several universities where we've seen some of this stuff. Um, You know, for universities, Mike, that put out statements about every little wrong they believe that yeah. they see in the world yeah. to not come out strongly against this stuff. 
I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but it's pretty shocking. Think about that. Okay, college campuses supported defunding every single police in America because one cop knelt on George Floyd's neck. Now, we condemned it. Derek Chauvin in real time. That was a garbage move. Thug cop had to go. Okay, and nobody wants bad cops held accountable more than good cops because they make their jobs that much harder. But colleges wanted to get rid of every single cop, okay, because one of them killed George Floyd. Yet those same people are willing to cheer on, okay, a Hamas terrorist group that is killing innocent women and babies. 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 George Floyd held a knife to the stomach of a pregnant woman. He was a junkie with a career arrest record, some of which involved a lot of violence. Okay, you kill him, we got to defund your entire outfit. You have no right to exist. You're an existential threat to the black community. But if you want to parachute into a rave, kill 250 women, rape some of them, parade them through the streets hostage, kill their babies, shoot them dead at gunpoint or behead them. Like, we support that. Glory to the resistance. Do you realize what we're dealing with? It's, it's a weapons grade of stupid. It's a stupid that does pose a threat to the rest of us because if these views are as mainstream as we're being told we are, then you actually have people on this planet who have more sympathy for the terrorist, for the criminal, than the victim, than the cop. That's why there's such an indifference to our border policy. And the sad reality is these kids are just asshats. They don't know any better. A lot of them are stupid. They think it's a good branding exercise. Okay, but they won't hold these views if some of this violence comes their way. I'm not wishing for that. Okay, but it's the reality that every day we're indifferent to our southern border. Every day we're indifferent to the criminals ravaging our streets and we're talking about things like equity and policing and everything in between is a day the rest of us become a lot less safe. And these same kids who are cheering on violence, whether they realize it or not, are bringing themselves an awful lot closer to experiencing some of it at the hands of the very people they claim they support. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn in the next break. We're talking with Peyton out in Illinois right now. Yo, Peyton. Hello. My man. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are you? You know, it's under control, Peyton. I'm letting the callers kind of carry this one so I don't lose it. You know what I'm saying? It's a The world's a mess right now. It's real bad. Real, real bad. I was calling in. Um, I've seen, of course, all the stuff on social media about Palestine and mm-hmm. Israel and Gaza and all those things. And watching any of the live streams... Uh, you see all the comments from both sides, every side. Yep. And what a lot of people are saying, especially on, on the uh, Gaza side of things, that the land belongs to Palestine or mm. it belongs to them. It's in yeah. that they keep calling them uh, occupiers, occupiers and all yeah, those things. Like well, I come from a religious background. Mm. I belong to a type of Christianity where we relate with – um, 
Judaism quite a bit because we don't adhere to the typical Trinitarian viewpoint Mm -hmm. of Christianity. We believe in the one God of the Old Testament Mm -hmm. that revealed himself as Jesus Christ. And so we do a lot in the Old Testament. And the thing that I find really funny is with all these people saying that this doesn't belong to Israel is that the Bible, which predates Islam by thousands of years, has said that it's Israel's from the get-go. Wow. And I was um, I was challenged to provide proof of this and all these oh. things, but Buddy, that is— I'm just jumping in because that's very interesting context you've added to the discussion. We're nine seconds from a commercial break, but uh, you have to call back in and expand on this, and now you've given me some homework. Way to go, Peyton! reality with a bit of insanity it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. so many good things you could say about this next guest she's a fan favorite on the show she's a superstar senator from the great state of tennessee but i think most complimentary of all in this moment is she herself would never give six billion dollars to the people in Iran who want to harm us. Joining me now to confirm or deny that allegation, uh, the great Senator Marsha Blackburn. Hello, hello. And hello to you. I'm delighted to join you today. And you're exactly right. In these times, for this administration to not come forward and issue a statement that they have frozen that $6 billion and that Iran is never ever going to get their hands on that money. I, I, I tell you what, with what has happened this week, how could they ever, ever sign off on one penny of that money going to Iran? I think we, they ought to redirect that, that money and pay for the damage that has happened in Israel. Listen, I'd be fine with any version of this that doesn't end in Iran because the world thinks we're stupid. I mean, there's no, how could you tell me they don't? I mean, we have a people that want to wipe Israel off the map. They want to wipe us off the map in a perfect world. Is there any other country that subsidizes their enemies to the extent that we do? No. And the fact that the, the Obama years, they did the JCPOA with Iran. Mm-hmm. They got money, resources at that point. And then here comes Biden, a lot of the same people still involved, Jake Sullivan kind of leading the list there, who has proven himself to be completely incompetent when it comes to looking at the Middle East and has, has quite a record of giving bad advice to either the Obama administration or the Biden administration. And uh, what he's doing endangers Americans. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is, um, we've got a group in this administration that need to realize the world is a very dangerous place and that you cannot mollify or appease these terrorist groups. And we, pardon me, we also know that Iran supplies about, uh, I think it's a little bit north of 90% of the budget for both Hamas and Hezbollah. And these proxy 
organizations, other terrorist organizations, they are perfectly fine with funding them and having them do the dirty work. Yeah, and I think that's what drives us crazy is, you know, we're basically the piggy bank for the piggy bank that's funding the attacks. Uh, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is on the line. We're always excited about that. Uh, As we sit here and we look at the conditions, you know, unfolding, uh, having witnessed something similar in Afghanistan where we needed to get Americans out from behind enemy lines, are you confident in this administration to rescue every American? What's your gut right now? We've had so many people contact us, and they're over there touring, they're over there visiting, and they're going, hey, wait a minute, how do we get ourselves out of here and get home? And so to date, uh, we don't have any word from this administration that they're going to send in aircraft Mm -hmm. to pull American citizens out. And uh, as this has continued to escalate, We want to make certain that uh, Tennesseans that have contacted us get home safely, and we're very concerned, incredibly concerned, about the options that are there for them. American carriers are not flying. Uh, You do have some other carriers that are flying in and out of Ben-Gurion Airport. Okay. Well, it's good to know that, you know, we're out there try you know i want i want to believe we're making every effort we can and i know they're limited by what they can and can't say uh but anyone who might be listening around the world should know that you know our thoughts are certainly with them um let me ask you this question you know talking from a security standpoint um when you look at the border right now does the situation in the middle east give you concern about what's happening at the border oh of course it does Under Donald Trump's administration, you had a grand total of 11 known terrorists that were apprehended at that southern border. Mm -hmm. Under the Biden administration so far, you've had 246 terrorists. You better believe it worries me, these terrorist cells, and we know that they exist in the United States. That's how you got 9-11, the Boston bombing, San Bernardino. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, of course, you know these exist. And for them to be calling for a day of jihad, for us to know that those terrorists have been apprehended, that there are more Mm -hmm. that probably came across that were in the gotaways, this is something that is very difficult. Yeah, it's not good. We're not playing playing any defense, uh, Senator Blackburn. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. The old adage, the old adage in sports is that defense wins championships and uh, we're not playing defense in in woke Washington. We're fighting over what our team's mascot should be uh, when we should probably be just be playing defense. Uh, Are you uh, a little taken aback as I am? I was caught off guard by the rhetoric on college campuses. Like I know there's anti-Semitism in the world. Uh, I didn't know that it existed to the extent that it did at some of our Ivy League schools. Were you caught off guard by that as, as I was? I I think most people were a bit taken aback Mm -hmm. with what they saw coming off of these college campuses and the lack of support for Israel, who is our strongest ally in the region. Mm -hmm. And uh, to have seen some of these displays of support for a terrorist organization. How in the world can these kids go out and do this when they have seen these videos of people being dragged through the streets, people dead and piled on top of one another. And uh, it's, 
I think everybody needs to watch these videos and realize this is what terrorists do. Yeah. This is what they do. When they have money and they have means, they plan attacks, and this is how they carry them out. Yep, it's crazy. We're talking to Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, and I think that's the best argument in the end to stop sending the money. So if there is a way to yeah. say if there's a way to freeze the six billion, I've asked a lot of you over the years. I've invited you to karaoke parties. We've talked about stand up comedy. We've done a lot on this show. I don't like to leave you with an assignment, but if you can find a way to freeze the six billion, I'll owe you a big favor. Well, I wrote a letter and got 20 of my colleagues on it with me, and that started the conversation. And we're trying to put the pressure on the administration. And now we've got some Democrats that are agreeing with us. So hopefully we can get that money frozen. It is amazing. You, you, you have time to call into my show and save the world in the same day. It's, it's impressive stuff is all I'll say before I let you go. Take a bow, Senator. Trying. We appreciate you. you. Have a Thank great day. There she goes, the great Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Uh, always good to have an adult conversation on this program from time to time. <laughs> if you listen to this show every day, uh, you're just like... Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so Okay, well, it's not how the only way I go through life. Once in a while, we have an adult conversation. Uh, but Marsha Blackburn writing that letter and getting 20 senators on board, including some Democrats. We were reported this yesterday that guys like John Tester in Montana and Joe Manchin in West Virginia... We're saying, hey, like, what is up with this? Guys, remember when you listen to this show, okay, I am not a wonk. I am not a policy expert. I am not a guy that bores you with the details because I myself don't even know them, let alone understand them. Uh, my hook is an everyman take, okay? And this is the most everyman simplistic analysis you could ever, you know, hope to distill, okay? If a country says they want to blow you up, you shouldn't be giving them money, he knows what he's talking about. That's it. Okay, you don't have to know policy. You don't have to know anything. If Israel's like your biggest ally, okay, okay, biggest ally in the region, you support the Jewish community, you support yourself, your own very existence here in the world as America, okay, you generally don't go out of your way to give the money to the people who want to blow you up. People who want to help you are good, and they'll still frequent the other countries and buy their oil and empower the people who want to blow you up. Okay, but we enrich our enemies in this country. Okay, the green energy agenda being put forth by the the radical left environmentalists. They're crazy. Okay, but they do what every unpopular left wing cause does, which is pistol whip people into compliance. They get a manufactured scientific consensus as they did with the vaccine. What did they tell you with the vaccine? You got to get it. You're a murderer if you don't get the vaccine. Okay, because the vaccine stops transmission. But that was the argument. No, no, we've got the science here. Okay, says you may be healthy. You may not be at risk. but You got to get the vaccine anyway, because you could give it to somebody else who is at risk. But then, guys, if the vaccine stops transmission, why would anybody who got it? Need anyone else to get it? I think he's got a point. Aha. Weird, right? And they manufactured a consensus, though. No, no, you got to get it. Got to get it. Climate change, same thing. No, 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 world's going to end. Climate change. All the people who said we were going to freeze to death, they're now saying we're going to melt. All right, we didn't freeze. We didn't melt. But the climate's changing. All the people who said we were going to freeze, 
All the people said we're going to melt are now just saying the weather's going to change. You got to do, you got to donate. Okay. And that's what they did. They led you with a gloom and doom on the left telling you we're all going to die. That's what they do. This is the climate change take from the left. The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. It is clear the clock is not just ticking, it is banging. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs. Climate change is the crisis of our lifetime. We have an obligation to future generations. Just as the climate crisis is man-made, it's a scientific accepted fact around the world. I'm surrounded by idiots. Guys, can any of the people in that montage control the weather? <laughs> Number one. Number two. But that's how they get there. Wait, we're all going to die. You better do something. The science is settled. The only science that's settled is everybody who lectures you about climate change does so for a very lucrative living. Money, 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 money. Only science we have. But that's how they pistol whip you into compliance, into these dumb ideas. Like we said this week to the world, okay, that we consider climate change to be a bigger threat than nuclear war. This first happened in September. Biden, if you remember, was over in Vietnam. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. We have a recording. Here is Biden, clip 15. The only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a, than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 years. That is a fact check false. And also, let's just be clear, it's not called global warming anymore. That's how absurd the grift is. Global warming stopped because we weren't warming at the rate of alarm they wanted us to be. So they changed it over to climate change. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? It went from we're freezing. Guys, it's bad. We're freezing. Please give us money. And then 10 years came and went, and they're like, Actually, get listen, we said it was freezing, but it got the freezing's over. That's the good news. The bad news is it's 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 over because it's we're melting. We're actually melting. Please give us money. And then that didn't happen. So they were like, well, the climate's changing. Uh, it's, it's just it's changed. You never know these days. Please give us money. OK, but we're sitting there in Washington telling people again, I'm giving you an entry level analysis here. We're telling the world that we believe climate change is a bigger threat than nuclear war. Nuclear war would kill everybody listening to this tomorrow, okay? Climate change, if it's real, I don't think it is, okay? But if it is, we can't control the weather anyway. So if you're writing a check right now, you're wasting your time. Pay up, suckers. Okay, China outpollutes the next 27 biggest industrialized nations by about 5 to 1, okay? Some people say 3 to 1, okay? But the point is, if China doesn't cut emissions— Okay, nothing we're doing matters. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. I keep making this point. Okay, you understand the planet, we share it. Okay, it is a swimming pool. We share it. Okay, all we're doing by decimating our economy, cutting domestic energy production in the name of the climate, is we're empowering our enemies. China is the biggest beneficiary of electric vehicles. Because the rare earth minerals we use to mine, we have to mine and gut the earth in order to produce these batteries. They own about 96% of them. Okay? But all we're essentially doing in the world, in the pool, is creating a no-peeing section on our end. But that's the moment you find ourselves living in. 
So when you look out at the world, you don't need to be like a genius. You don't need to be a policy expert to realize that what we're doing is stupid. Okay, if something says to you, whatever your name is, say you're the Smith family, guy moves in down the block and he's like, yeah, we got to blow up the Smiths. Death to the Smiths. That's what we're doing this weekend. Everybody get on the front lawn. We're going to chant death to the Smiths. Okay, at no point are you going to send those people a Venmo of money? I'm like, hey, we just want to help you get along. Uh, we're just going to give these guys a lot of money uh, in exchange for their promise that they're not going to come after us, okay? That's what we're doing in Iran. The people are like, hey, we got to kill these guys. We're like, ah, what if we give them a lot of money, okay? Do you understand if they truly, really want to kill you, paying them, okay, more money is not winning them over. It's just making them more likely to live out their dream. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And we are, of course, around the world. Elliot is listening in Jerusalem over in Israel. Yo, Elliot. Hey, how you doing? Good. You hanging in there, man? Yeah, thank God. You know, it's obviously really crazy. Um, just been, you know, it's a pretty, everyone was pretty shaken for a few days. They still are. You know, the streets are pretty quiet here. Even in Jerusalem, which is relatively safe, um, is a big fear. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, thank God we, 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 uh, we move on, move forward. And it's been very inspiring, the um, the efforts you see from people, the entire country, which has really faced a tumultuous year politically, internally, mm-hmm. has really come together. And all these volunteer donation efforts for soldiers and families, um, it's, been, it's been really special. No, it's that, that part of this is inspiring. And, you know, the world and the, the world community does support you and have your back. Uh, but I know it's discouraging at the same time because, you know, what you guys are dealing with is really barbaric. It's almost subhuman. I mean, can you speak to the Hamas situation? We have about a minute and a half before the end of our hour, but I wanted to just give you the floor. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's it's obviously it's horrendous. It's it's unthinkable. It's horrific. I mean, as in, you know, as someone living in Israel, it's it's shocking that that this intelligence failure on Israel's end happened. Um, but um, you know, it, as you as I've listened the past forty five minutes on your show talking about um, you know the college campuses and everything going on. I mean, you know, I was born in nineteen ninety five. My parents were not born. You know, we're 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 a few generations removed from the Holocaust, so it's very hard to envision what life was like then, mm-hmm. right? But but I I think we see a glimpse of, of what, what, how it could be that, that humans can act this way and how it could be that human, other humans can see it and either completely ignore it and not make a statement or just, or, or just, uh, or defend it somehow and, and somehow rationalize. Yep. And when you see these are supposed to be American educated people, you'd think we're, you know, somewhat yep. good at education well, and well, this, and this is what happens. Well, it's let really... me just jump in and say this brother. Okay. Cause there are a lot of idiots out there, but they're not going to get their way. Uh, we all have your back and please call into the show again soon and stay safe. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom! There it is! Look who's back in action on a Thursday. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, 
ready to rumble. We got Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen coming by in this hour. We'll talk about the state of affairs in Israel. Obviously, there's an ongoing mess in the House of Representatives where they're trying to find a new House speaker. Do we have one yet? The answer would be no. Not, no, ma'am. Uh, Steve Scalise emerging with the most votes yesterday. Uh, Donald Trump's endorsement of Jim Jordan apparently meant absolutely nothing. This guy will say anything. I'm just saying. I'm not saying Trump doesn't matter. Don't get mad at me. Uh, But most people thought that that would have put Jordan over the top. But sadly, he fell 14 shorts uh, votes short of Scalise. And now we're being told by outgoing Speaker Kevin McCarthy that Scalise doesn't actually have a road to this speakership. And if anybody knows about not having the votes, it is McCarthy. So there's that mess to clean up as well. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this shindig. Also the phone number if you don't want to be a part of it. Uh, but I will tell you, this is my final full hour with you of the week because tomorrow I am filming my one-hour special, my stand-up special at the Paramount in Huntington out on Long Island. Tomorrow night, that's the big banger. Uh, we are fired up. We're ready to go, putting the first-team offense on the field. We are sending our best, as they might say. Uh, We were told last night by Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania. He was on with Stephen Colbert last night, which, got to be honest with you, we make fun of Colbert, but it is the highest streaming show in Guantanamo Bay. Now that you can't waterboard, it's a lot easier, a lot easier to get confessions out of people if you put on Colbert. Or heaven forbid if you threaten to, like, put on The View or something. No! For real. You're like, we're going to put on Colbert. They're like, I don't know. Can you bring back the waterboarding instead? You know, something like that. Okay, it's tough. Uh, But Colbert is, you know, just an activist, you know, masquerading as a comedian. And, uh, you know, I will tell you this. I make political points uh, if you watch my stand up act. But I very upfront about the fact that when you get on stage as a comedian, you're not there on behalf of the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. You're there on behalf of the keg party. It's about finding truth. That we can all, you know, find some humor in acknowledging. That's what comedy is. That's how you distill your ideas to a broad audience. It's not about, you know, being hyper-focused on one ideology and then using your jokes to advance that ideology. That's why no one watches Late Night anymore. They feel like they're at a partisan lecture masquerading as a comedy show. And so for that reason, Colbert really single-handedly destroyed Late Night. Because what happened is Colbert's brand of humor, it succeeded on Comedy Central because he was playing a character and he was following The Daily Show and he was mocking right-wing cable news. And people on the left who hated the right thought it was funny and it was good and it was one note and it succeeded to them. Okay, But when they put him in the David Letterman slot where he was replacing somebody who at his peak also had a bipartisan appeal, Letterman certainly not finding himself in that position now, but at his peak he was bipartisan funny. And so for that reason, they were fired up for Colbert. Here he comes, Comedy Central hotshot. And then they threw him on the air, took a look at the ratings. And no, Colbert did not work in late night. In fact, was on the verge of being canceled uh, before Trump came down the escalator and reconfigured the late night game into one of political punditry. Okay, when Jimmy Fallon launched The Tonight Show, he was crushing the competition. He was averaging 10 million viewers out of the gate. Okay, now the guy who wins late night on a particular night is lucky to do it with about 2.2 million viewers. 
Okay, so you understand the late night game has changed dramatically. Okay, audience is obviously more fragmented. They've got more options now. Gutfeld showed up, our lovable little comedy dwarf, and he's pulling in a couple million viewers of his own. Okay, but you've got these other shows out there that have gotten away from what made late night successful, which was being a source of common culture, a place where people could go, okay, at the end of the day, unplug from serious news, and hear, you know, some superficial news, see some celebrities, and yes, maybe even tell some jokes about the people making the serious news, okay? But because Colbert showed up as activist guy, he initially, it wasn't working. But when Trump came down the escalator and that manufactured hysteria ensued, where all the people on the left who had spent 10 years cashing his checks, having them on their TV shows, going to his wedding, hanging out at Mar-a-Lago, chasing around supermodels out there at Mar-a-Lago. Hubba, hubba. Okay, well, every one of those same people who hung out with Trump, some of whom employed him at NBC. Okay, Trump had a show on NBC for 15 years called Celebrity Apprentice. And then Trump threw his hat in the ring politically, and they were like, this is literally Hitler. The media is a bunch of losers. I'm like, if Trump was literally Hitler, then that would make NBC literally Goebbels. Now, I don't know that they are that, and I'm not saying that's the case, but there was a manufactured hysteria around Trump that made a guy who was very much an accepted member of polite society public enemy number one. He was always pugnacious. He was always crass. You know, he'd always shoot down, you know, if he didn't like a tough question, he'd shoot somebody down, you know, and give you a hard time. Okay, that was Trump's way. Okay, but we didn't look at him as like an existential threat to humanity. We just looked at him as an outspoken guy who didn't have a filter. And it made him refreshing when he ran for president at the height of people taking speech too seriously. Okay, and the more the left freaked out over Trump, the more powerful he became. Because at our core, everyone out there would not want to live in a world where saying one wrong thing would get you fired. Okay, we didn't like living in a world where you had to have a 24 hour law firm on call in your head every second of the day because heaven forbid you wanted to express an opinion on Twitter and it might be the wrong one and you'd wind up in jail. Nobody liked living in that world. So the more Trump behaved like Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack when he was reading the elites their truth, the more people gravitated towards them because they looked out at the world of speech police where they looked out at the world of fake morality and self-righteousness and they said to themselves, I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Ergo, a lot of people flocked towards Trump. And it certainly helped his cause that establishment politicians were destroying the country. Okay, and did a poor job of leading us to prosperity in the ensuing four decades. Okay, so understand Trump had his appeal, but at the same time, if you lived in a world of left wing manufactured hysteria, okay, suddenly a guy like Trump who was going on The View all the time as a regular guest. The View was awful. But they said he was a scam. He's Hitler, the white supremacist. This guy's a racist. Wait, what? You hung out with him for the last 20 years. Okay. People like Howard Stern, the former king of all media, who has morphed into the Prince Harry of all media with all of his woke grievances, okay, suddenly said Trump was a, you know, a racist and a white supremacist and we can't have him in the Oval Office. It was a manufactured hysteria. It was absurd on its face. But Colbert was able to successfully tap into that and take the lead back from Jimmy Fallon because they forced Jimmy Fallon to abandon what he did as a variety performer who sang song parodies, dressed up as characters, and had egg tosses and played porno password with female guests, very superficial stuff, 
they conned Jimmy Fallon into becoming an activist that had to act like he was mad about politics. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Yeah, he fell for it. And the truth is Jimmy Fallon is not mad about anything except for when it takes the bartender too long to make his drink. Okay, he is a prodigious drinker. Like he could have hung out with Frank Sinatra. I ran into Jimmy Fallon the other night. He was walking out of Ocean Prime uh, on 50th Street around the block from Fox. And he was like so befuddled, like such a where am I look. And whoever the hell he was with grabbed him and was like, we're over here in the van. And he was getting driven out of there. I ran into him right on the street. It was pretty funny. He was like, oh, hey, man. But he's hammered. He's a mess. Okay, he wants to be doing a variety show. But if you remember, Jimmy Fallon had Trump on in the run up to the 2020, uh, 2016 election. Uh, and must Trump's hair as he was interviewing them. Must his hair. And everybody was like, how dare you? You normalize this man. You mainstreamed this guy who was already on our channel for the last 15 years. <laughs> that was the performance art of freaking out to Trump. All the people who employed him took his money, cashed his checks, hung out at his parties, had to about face immediately and declare that this was the worst human being who ever lived. And a lot of them were able to keep up the grift, okay? It cost Jimmy Fallon his comedic integrity to do so because he didn't feel that way. I'm not saying he loved Trump. I'm saying he thought Trump was ridiculous. He was a New Yorker. He bragged a lot. He had a potty mouth. But he didn't think he was Hitler. He didn't think he was racist. He didn't think he wanted to kill people. But in the realm of late night outside of Fox, Stephen Colbert now beats Jimmy Fallon every night. And kills Jimmy Kimmel, who, to be clear, is capable of being funny, but they pulled Jimmy Kimmel into the woke direction. Everything woke turns to And he had to go in that direction because he's worn blackface so much on his show that they would cancel him in a second if he didn't align with their political views. You understand it's not how you behave, it's how you vote. It's not how you identify, it's how you vote. So Colbert, now the reigning king of liberal late night, had John Fetterman on last night. There's a slob. There's a real slob. And here is Fetterman saying to great laughter, without a solitary hint of irony, he tells the Colbert audience that America is not sending its best people to Washington, D.C. Apparently there's a mirror right there on the set of Colbert. Uh, Here it is, clip 35. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, (laughs) D.C. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like sometimes sometimes you literally just can't believe like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's 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 actually scary. <laughs> what would you do with a brain if you had one? Fair question. Uh, listen, Fetterman sounds like he's doing better in that clip. And that makes me happy. I don't root against anybody, even if we don't agree politically. OK, but you yourself, uh, if you lived with your parents till you were 50, Uh, which, you know, I don't begrudge anybody that if you're helping out your parents, you're trying to get ahead financially. But Fetterman is a dirtbag, okay? He's an actual dirtbag, okay? We have a senator who looks like the lead person of interest in every missing prostitute case in the neighborhood. What the hell did you just say? I said the truth, okay? If you were looking around and there was a strangled hooker, okay, Okay, and you saw Fetterman off on the side of the road. He is the very first person that you are identifying to the police. The very first one. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Okay, and now he's a senator, and that's great. And he's the slob who made them relax the dress code. And he was walking around in shorts. You know, they say dress for the job you want. 
he looked like the co-star in a porno called Debbie Does Meth. Okay, but that's who he was. And he is actually like proof that we're not sending our best and our brightest to D.C. And it doesn't mean I wish him any ill will physically. Uh, but we basically got him in there as a senator, partly because he's right about what we're sending to D.C. Okay, the people in that audience laughing, okay, are laughing without any self-awareness. They don't realize the guy sitting there uttering that truism is actually proof positive that it's true. Okay, Fetterman is no, he shouldn't be anywhere near the Senate. Fetterman looks like he shouldn't be allowed within 500 feet of a school. Okay, let alone the United States Senate. And he was the guy leading the reasoning uh, for relaxing the dress code, for our politicians holding themselves to a lower standard. Hey, we're just the United States Senate. Don't expect us in pants and a shirt. What are you talking about here? We're just the Senate. (laughs) We're just one third of the government. What do you mean? What do you want from us? Okay, but when politicians are being asked to be held to a lower standard and you're one of the guys leading that charge, Okay, the idea that you then get on TV and harangue what's going to Washington without a hint of irony does speak to a little bit of a lack of self-awareness. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. But I got to be honest with you. We're not sending our best. And if we are sending our best, that's horrifying. Okay, because the things going on in this government right now are an embarrassment. Okay, the border's open. Borders open right now. We've had thousands of people come into this country from other countries that want to do us harm. Okay. Human trafficking, drug smuggling has become a $2 billion issue because the front door of our house is open. Okay. That's not intelligent. Okay. We're sending money to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world, a country that wants to blow us off the map to go with Israel. That's not intelligent. Okay. We are being plagued by a It's like the golden age of stupid. Like, I tell you this. This is a syndicated radio show. I'm sandwiched on Fox between Kilmeade and Guy Benson, okay? Both very intelligent people. All right, well, the pretty intelligent people. Listen, I stand by my comment. I think they're both very bright. But the point is, I myself, when I was offered this job, was like, I I don't know. These are pretty sharp guys. I mean, where am I going to fit in this lineup uh, day in and day out when they're giving you this high-level analysis? And then I took a look around at what was actually running the country, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm A-OK. I think I might be intellectually overqualified to analyze this government. That's true. That is true. Okay, so in a roundabout way, Fetterman is completely right, okay, that we're not sending our best to Washington. There's a lot of idiots out there, okay? You take a look at somebody like AOC. AOC is a dope. But then you even just think about the human garbage of like, you know, Rashida Tlaib, who spent forever not condemning uh, the violence from Hamas, finally forced to release a statement yesterday because she realized how bad it looked to not give an answer to Hillary Vaughn. Okay, but you've got a lot of jackasses. There's some in the Republican Party. I mean, what is Matt Gates doing? He's just trying to shag chicks put on eyeliner, be an Instagram influencer, and go out and get laid at the end of the session. I love it when you talk dirty. But that is what it is. Mark Wayne Mullins coming up in this hour. He'll tell you the story about how Gates bragged about taking uh, Viagra, crushing Viagra, and drinking energy drinks so he can shag chicks all night. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. I mean, I don't begrudge him that. I mean, the all-night thing sounds kind of exhausting. I'm 45. I don't, you know, I don't want to rock and roll all night and party every day. I want to rock and roll some of the night, sleep in part of the day. Sorry, Kiss, I can't join you on that tour. Okay, but the reality is we are sending idiots, uh, and they're doing stupid things. 
And sadly, the closer to the top of the government you be, you get, the more stupidity you find. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is, Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I am off the air tomorrow. Don't get upset. I'll be filming my one-hour stand-up special at the Paramount, but dig this. Uh, I will be hosting the final half hour of tomorrow's show with the Link Man. I've got a lot of uh, promos to film tomorrow, and they're filming a documentary about the making of my stand-up special. So not only are we filming the special tomorrow night, but we're filming the finale of The Making Of. So I will be out at the Paramount all day getting it done. Uh, but because Friday is Lincoln talks about high school football day, and a lot of you do have gambling problems and you are placing side bets on this, uh, we do get the link man onto the air to preview the game. So you can expect to hear me in the final half hour of the day tomorrow. Uh, you will have the great Jason Chaffetz filling in uh, for the first two and a half hours. So if you're into that sort of thing, uh, I will catch you on the back end tomorrow. The calm before the storm. Uh, but right now, it's the calm before the Mark Wayne Mullen appearance. Uh, he is, of course, a former congressman uh, who is now a senator. He can give us a lot of insight into what's happening in the House of Representatives right now. And uh, he'll also give you a really good take on the Senate's bid to freeze the money going to Iran, because the truth is it shouldn't be going to Iran. That's the bottom line. OK, we are living in a moment. It's like if this was a sports team. You'd think they were tanking on purpose to get the number one draft picked. But there's not a draft when it comes to countries, okay? So we're just tanking because people don't know what they're doing. Uh, But in this instance, Mark Wayne Mullen will give them a little chicken soup for the misguided political soul, and hopefully we can get him pointed back in the right direction. So don't go anywhere, girlfriend. We're back after this. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Got to be careful how I introduce this next guest because he is the kind of guy that will take a cheap shot at me right out of the gate. You got to be embracing right now. You don't know where this is going to go. He's a superstar senator from the great state of Oklahoma. I'll try to butter him up. Uh, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen in the house. Hey, man. What's up, brother? I have nothing. Usually, you, I get, you give me something when you're opening up that I can poke at you. Yes. But I have nothing right now. So, no, I'm, yeah, good job. I'm, like <laughs> I'm playing defense. Senator Mullen comes in peace. We've never seen this on the show before. We've never seen this. <laughs> hey, is there any truth to the rumor that you were Matt Gates's bartender? <laughs> no, no truth to that at all. But uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely heard him talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> All right. Luke. He had a tendency. He yeah. had a tendency to, you know, after he after he fell from grace mm-hmm. with um, with you know the accusation of using him to sleep with a younger girl. He was he lost his he lost his his mojo and had a tendency to just kind of mope around and talk a lot to people. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we had long conversations. That's but, uh, funny. I never never cared for the guy a whole lot. Well, I just I bring it up because I saw your interview last week and just died laughing. Yeah. I was like, we got to get Mullen on the show. Uh, you know, but, yeah, 
What, what's funny, Jimmy? What? And I don't. I don't normally go after people. Mm-hmm. I just. I mean, and I, I do if you if you're an enemy. But yeah. public, like a Republican, I don't consider any real Republican an enemy. Yeah. We have different agreements. We may we may look at things different, and I'm good with that. I don't even really go after anybody, you know, except the squad and mm-hmm. and Biden on mm-hmm. this politically speaking. Mm-hmm. But with Gates, what he did here was put the Republican Party in a complete tailspin because he was trying to stand as some principal policy driven individual, and it's all about Matt Gates. Mm-hmm. Matt Gates is all about self promoting, and his number one goal is to be the next Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I mean that's what he wants. Or in your case, the next Jimmy, right? No, he, he don't have that kind of talent. Yeah, I mean, Give him the you know, Tucker no, thing. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have that talent, but he's got better hair, right? <laughs> <And so> he, <laughs> Good for you. He, yeah. So he's a you know he and and I just wanted to let people know what type of guy this this person really is. He he didn't do this for the Republican Party. He did this for himself. Mm-hmm. For a hundred percent for himself, and people need to know that mm-hmm. and what type of guy he really is. No, I agree. I think it's fascinating. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. You would have come and gone today without ever even having to discuss this subject. But I saw your interview yeah. on CNN where uh, Gates alluded to drinking energy drinks and crushing a certain type of pill for longevity. And come on, uh, let's talk about ED. And what he <laughs> said, which I mean specifically, he said Viagra and Red Bull. And he said it way he could go all night. Um, and I just thought, you know, he, at the same time, he was discussing to me why you can't, which you remember when Madison Carthorn yep. said that, you know, in, up in D.C., people, he sees members of Congress taking key, uh, Kehoe shots. I yeah. think that's what the word is. Cocaine, yeah. yeah. and and uh, and and having orgies. Uh-huh. Um, and Matt Gates came up to me afterwards. He says, that's a flat out lie. Those two don't go together. <laughs> and I went, what, what, what do you mean those don't go together? And he says, you're, and he called me redneck, which is fine. I don't take yeah. that offensive. We were laughing about it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, when, and he goes, he, he goes, you can't take Coke and do that. Those two don't go together unless you crush ED and chase it with a Red Bull. <laughs> then you can go on that. So that's the rest of the story, Jimmy, if you want to know the whole story. But I didn't, I mean, I don't know what a Kehoe shot is. I mean, I don't, in, in rural Oklahoma, we don't, we're not rich enough to have cocaine. We deal with meth. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the science, I think, is what Gates was saying. Follow the science. Uh, that I listen. I, I I laugh and I I always applaud your candor and I think it's hilarious stuff. But I agree. Like Gates came off like a clown because the problem we have now is it's going to take a minute. Okay, you used to be in the House. Uh, you're over in the Senate now. But uh, I, I don't know that we're settling this anytime soon because it doesn't even seem like Scalise has a clear path at the moment. Now, I don't think there's a path for Steve to get there, unfortunately. I mean, mm-hmm. it's and I say that because we need a speaker. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's going to be a path for him to get to two. He'll need 217. Uh-huh. And I, I, I just don't I don't see it. I was talking to some buddies of mine just right for the show. Um, uh, I mean, just literally less than 10 minutes ago. And uh, they said, no, he, he's not going to be able to get 217. I said, well, where is he? Where does two? Who gets 217? They said, I don't think. Any one of them can get – either one of them can get to 217. And I said, so does Kevin's name get brought back up? Mm-hmm. Do, do, at some point, these eight need to have an opportunity to right the wrong. You know, you yeah. can make a mistake, mm-hmm. and that's fine. You and I both know we can get forgiven of mistakes. We haven't been perfect in our lives by any means, and so don't think that I am mm-hmm. – I, I'm far from being perfect. Mm-hmm. So I've made serious mistakes before, and I go out and I apologize, and I own those mistakes. And I can learn from them. So maybe we should give these eight an opportunity to right the wrong yeah. and say, you know, we screwed up. 
let's put the Congress back or put the conference back together. And even if they vote present and just don't not know, they just vote present mm-hmm. and let's move on because we can't do anything, Jimmy. Right now, we can't we we can't continue the uh, the uh, investigation of Hunter Biden. Uh-huh. We can't continue the uh, impeachment inquiry into uh, uh, President Biden. We can't continue the uh, the uh, funding process, which means we're going to it's going to guarantee we're going to go right into another CR. Mm-hmm. We and, and people say, well, uh, we have a speaker pro tem. And so um, Patrick McHenry can go ahead and then do that. No, he can't. Uh, we didn't even have a, an opportunity for a speaker, speaker yeah. pro tem until after 9-11, and he has very limited power. He's just a placeholder. He just controls the keys. We cannot move on unless the House chooses to vote that they want him to be a, mm-hmm. a temporary permanent speaker, but a vote will have to take place on the floor for that to take place, for him to be even a temporary speaker, not just the speaker pro tem, God, what a, before they can move on. What a mess they made. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, he did, listen, he made a mess. I actually think if McCarthy gets the gig, I think Gates would secretly like that because then he can get more, he can get more media hits just whining about McCarthy for the next two years. You know, maybe, but it also can make him really, really irrelevant. Yeah, uh, I think he blew his chance to, to to possibly be governor. He he wanted governor just to yeah. to sit around and talk about it. Uh, he had actually before this whole deal broke with him about being uh, with an underage girl, mm-hmm. which I mean, I'm not saying he was. I'm okay. saying he was accused yeah, of yeah, doing yeah. that. So please understand that. Yep. But he had an actual. He actually was about ready to sign a contract to go to go be a a a, a, a host mm-hmm. on a on a network. Yeah. And so he was, he's trying to, uh, honestly, he's trying to get himself back to that point. And as I said, that Kevin, when he, he found out he was popular again, when he opposed Kevin in, no, in November, and he's mm-hmm. going to kick this dead horse as far as he can. Mm-hmm. The problem is that dead horse rises again. He's lost his relevance. And I think he goes and he, he he's, he's no longer relevant at all in Congress other than he's just going to jump up and down and try to get attention again. Yeah. There's a lot of that. It's too many people are trying to be influencers instead of trying to yes. be, you know, you know, actually serve a great good. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. agree a hundred percent. Well, let, let's talk about this really quick. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen all of these college kids that are expressing their support for Hamas. Do you not on some level find it funny that half of the kids standing up for Hamas would actually be killed by Hamas if you showed up to Palestine as like, I'm a gay, two-spirit, non-binary penguin? Hamas is throwing you off a bridge. It it just shows the ignorance of these individuals, but it also shows you um, how, how far left the Democrat Party has went. Because yeah. I promise you, these aren't Republicans out there doing that. No. Uh, and and the and so when you start looking at, there's no radical position that the squad, which these pander to, which made the Democrat Party uh, popular and moved them farther and farther to the left to reach to this new Gen X generation. Uh, they it just shows that they have they have no substance to them and actual no understanding. These are the ones that would come up to you, say they're politically involved. And they won't know the difference between a state rep and a, and a representative in the United States Congress or a state senator or a U.S. senator, and, a, and they'll think you, you're all one and the same. Yeah. And, and that happens all the time. And it just it, – it, and, and, and then you see at these Ivy League schools, you're not seeing it at Oklahoma State nope. University. You're not seeing it at the University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it at Ivy League schools. These are supposed to be the best and the brightest uh, individuals we have. And yet even the administration hasn't actually come out and condemned it. Yeah. But yet they were 100 percent behind their students 
when a conservative would want to come on their campus yeah. and speak. If, oh, no, it no, just, if, if somebody says – blows a, your mind. Yeah, if somebody says uh, at an Ivy League school if the, the, the biological man shouldn't be swimming against women, okay, they'll light the campus on fire. But if yeah, some, they'll, they'll be banned. <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy. One thing I want to add to the conversation, though, okay, yes, Oklahoma deserves credit for not expressing support for Hamas. But in truth, after beating Texas, they're still too drunk to put out a statement on anything. <laughs> Then we sobered up immediately. We won that game. Yeah, we were. We may have been may have been drinking going on. Be fine that, but man, things got serious with that last play. Oh, did we they? Were, we were all sober at the time, and we <laughs> couldn't get it back after that. Do you know? Is the funny one of the funniest stand up gigs in my life is last year. I was in Enid, Oklahoma, on the day of the Red River Shootout. And uh, I'm actually sitting in Enid as we speak. Oh, that's amazing. Come on. Good. Yeah. Bar- good barbecue yeah. in Enid. There's good living down there. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, I was there for the Red River shootout. We were at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. OK. Yeah. And uh, the final score was a little bit different. And uh, the (laughs) morale, uh, not quite as good last year as it probably was this year. I I think my agent timed the gig wrong by about a year is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's when the drunks start coming in, when we lose. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, listen, things got so rowdy, one of the drunks was on stage. Uh, (laughs) No way. Just happened to be me. But uh, that's another story for another time. I was about ready to say, please tell me the guy had his shirt on. <laughs> you get a lot of that. Oh, listen, no, the, there were some chubbies. You know, it's funny. Depending on where you are in the country, like sometimes you go to a sporting event and it's like five guys spell out a word. They each have a letter on their ch- on their chest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. a guy in my audience who could spell out the whole word on his body. Okay, that's not a good yeah. sign. You usually need no. That's called that's called Bubba, and we all know have have, have a friend like that. We <laughs> like those guys. <laughs> well, tell Bubba I'll see him at Swadley's because that's where I was eating my barbecue. I'll see Bubba at Swadley's. Well, those, those guys have those guys have two names. We either call them Tiny or Bubba. One of the two. <laughs> well, they're my people. I'll take them any day over any of this garbage on campus. Well, listen, I know you got to go party with Gates, but I thank you for some time. Well, appreciate it. Anytime, man. Appreciate you. You're the best, my man. Have fun. There he goes. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, uh, a guy I love talking to because, again, he himself also has no filter. Mark Wayne Mullen. I admire your honesty. I really do. And he gave it to you on Gates right there, man. That Gates is like a wannabe influencer who's just trying to get laid on Capitol Hill. And, you know, I've had him on the show enough to kind of know that's a little bit of the vibe. But they really do hate him in Congress right now because the truth is if McCarthy goes and you got Scalise confirmed, which Gates said he would support him, nothing really changed. It's not like one guy is so vastly different from the other. There was clearly a personal animus between Gates and McCarthy. I mean, it's you know on display every time they talk about each other. But it's not a justification to hold a country hostage. You know, you're supposed to be serving a power bigger than yourself when you go to Washington. Uh, And, you know, to the credit of guys like Mullen, guys like Jordan, people who I've met and talked to off the air that genuinely care off the air. It's easy to come on this show and be like, Jimmy, the American people. And then they get behind, you know, the minute the microphones are off and they're like, hey, where's the lobbyist money at? Okay, but the guys out there who genuinely care, they really can't stand a guy like Gates because he did make the job that much harder. Um, And, you know, I don't begrudge a guy who wants to drink Red Bull and energy so he can cha- shag chicks. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a thing. If that's what you want to go do, you know, to each his own, uh, to each their own, uh, they own 
his whatever I listen I can't even by the time I was done breaking down each type of person each type of way to describe a human being in this day and age let's just say do what you want to do how about that you're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to go back to the phones, put on another person from Oklahoma. That's Use your common sense. Stop it. We love this guy. He is a star of stage and screen, uh, a fan favorite. Mark Holton returns to the show. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm great, man. It's the I, uh, grand finale. I'm in the bottom of the ninth. I'm off tomorrow, Holton. I know, Don't I drag know. me I down. To, I need to get you out of here quick because <laughs> you've got stuff to do. Real stuff. Uh, enjoyed Mark Wayne Mullen. I've had the um, – the, uh, <laughs> The chance and, and took it. I voted for him twice, uh, first boy. congressman and, and now as senator, and uh, enjoy hearing his interviews every time he's on. So he's very candid. Uh, he's. It sounds like he's. He loves Matt Gates, huh? Uh, oh yeah, uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would put them in the same basket by any means. Funny, right? Um, but uh, you know, I. We've been texting or whatever, and one of the, the reasons why I called in, I'll get it out of the way, uh, is I'm sitting here going, what can I do? We're talking about Israel mm-hmm. and what's going on there and what is needed immediately. And the thing I'm hearing out of Israel is ambulances. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a couple of flavors here. If you are sitting there like I have been going, what can I do? What can I do? Mm-hmm. Then you know, here's uh, some uh, <clears throat> some things you can consider. Uh, the first one is the ambulance and EMS service of Israel. Uh, the letters are M D A, and that stands for Magen in Hebrew, M A G E N David Adam, A D O M, which is Star of David. Mm-hmm. These guys are going out there; they're running out of supplies, taking care of people trying to save lives, and they're having to drive toward the guns, and they're getting rippled out of them by the enemy. Their helicopters are taking fire. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine how quick you can go through every Band-Aid on an ambulance with all the stops that these guys are making. Oh, I can't So if you want to get them uh, immediate help, they're on the ground in Israel. There's, There's a chance there's also Friends of IDF, uh, Israeli Defense Fund, and that fund, uh, it's really defense forces, but their fund uh, takes care of field hospitals and intensive care ambulances, mm-hmm. plasma, things like that. And if you want a, a Christian-based, uh, Samaritan's Purse has a machine. They can move this stuff and move it where it needs to go like lightning because that's what they do. That's what they're in business to do is, is – uh, you know, spread the word of God, but also do it uh, by uh, acts of kindness, wow. as, as Christ would, uh, you know, wants them to do. Yep. Uh, so they have a Middle East Relief Fund, and they also have a Where Most Needed Fund. I think it's awesome. So I think, if you're yeah. sitting around going, what can I do? What can I do? Well, you got an extra five bucks? Mm-hmm. Peel it off. 
Get yeah. it out there. Get it out. You know, get it well, where it needs to go. Wow. Well, I love it. All great stuff. And thank you for sharing this as we come up on the final minute of the show. You're so much more than some potty mouth heathen who smokes cigars with me in New Jersey parking lots. You know that? <laughs> well, I should think that there'd be a little bit more uh, than that. All right. I good. appreciate the time, man. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, a wonderful, you're, you're a wonderful guy to let me come on and, uh, and throw all that out there. Well, it was so much and information. I, I could have never articulated it as well as you. We called in the Hollywood guy because I knew you'd get your lines. You're off book by now. Oh, well, you're you're full of. <laughs> That's enough, Holton. I got to wrap this up. Uh, I will see everybody tomorrow night at the Paramount. It is go time. Holton, I'll talk to you offline, young man, but the show is over. Get out and enjoy your freedoms. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.